You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. This is Drive Time with Travis Wingfield. Back to throw Tua, looking. Flips it down the wide open. <laughs> Touchdown, Tyreek Hill. Unbelievable. Just flew by him for a second time. Tua knew where he was going right away. How the hit is that, though, man? I really hope you soon jump on his bandwagon. Waddle, waddle. Tua, shotgun, back to throw, looking, steps up, fires, touchdown. We got it. It's Waddle. His sixth touchdown Six pass touchdown of the game. Drive time with Travis Wingfield begins now. Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and on today's show, Draft Night 2 is in the books. We have two episodes coming your way. This first one here, Vic Fangio gets another defensive back with rare ball skills and explosiveness. We'll break down the player, the fit, the background, and much more, including the presser introduction press conference with new Miami Dolphins cornerback Cam Smith from the Baptist Health Studios inside the Baptist Health Training Complex. This is... The Drive Time Podcast. With the 51st pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, my Miami Dolphins select Cam Smith, defensive back, South Carolina. Fans up. And there you hear the draft selection from our very own Teron Armstead making the Dolphins' first pick of the 2023 NFL Draft in the second round, pick number 51 overall. And it is Cam Smith out of South Carolina. And just like that, the Dolphins strengthen the defensive backfield once more. We know about the speed this defense, or I should say this team features on offense. Well, the defense just got a little bit more speed as well. Let's take a look at the profile on this player. Cam Smith measured at 6006, which is about six feet and a half in Indianapolis. He was actually a little bit taller at his pro day, so I don't understand how that works, but okay. He was also 180 pounds at the combine, 183 at his pro day. Tacked on some weight for that uh, secondary workout, but the workout metrics are off the charts. He didn't do the shuttle or three cone, but he showed you the movement skill that he showed on tape in the events that he did participate in. How about a 4-4-3 40-yard dash? How about a 38-inch vertical jump and an 11-foot-2 on the broad jump? 11-2, that's the length of a Buick. Those numbers earned him a 9-6-8 relative athletic score. That is 77th among 2,222 corners going back to when this began being tracked, my birth year, in 1987. 77 out of 2222 pretty good. He grew up in Blythewood, South Carolina, born in December of 2000. These 2000 guys getting drafted makes me feel old, man, which means he's a little bit less than 22 and a half years old. He was the U.S. Army All-American in high school, lettered in track, posting 11.68 in the 100 meters, 20 feet, 10 inches in the long jump, and a 42.6 in the triple jump. Surprise, surprise, another track athlete down here in Miami. Then college, he redshirted his first season on campus there at South Carolina and then showed up in 2020 ready to ball out, which to me speaks a lot about his maturity and just readiness and the ability to go because that was the pandemic year, his first year in college football, and he tied with J.C. Horn for the lead in team picks with two. 
The next year, he had three interceptions and broke up 14 passes, 17 plays in the football in one college football season. He finished his South Carolina career with six picks and 22 passes defensed. He blocked a field goal last year as well, though he didn't play a ton on special teams as a collegian. PFF's Mike Renner, their lead draft analyst, does attribute rankings, and he has Cam Smith with 9 out of 10 on the awareness skill, and that's what stands out to me in his game. Pro Football Focus also tabbed him with a plus grade and zone coverage, which we know has traditionally been zone-based down here with Vic Fangio's defense, but he excelled in both zone and man coverages, so that does allow Coach Fangio to roll through his various coverages and looks. Let's go back real quick to the data before we jump into the tape. The broad jump was in the 95th percentile. That 10 split that he ran was in the 92nd percentile. That's where I think you see his game in the smooth transitions, the long speed, the click and close. Just impressive, impressive reaction skills in the way he moves. PFF had him with 284 snaps in zone last year compared to 236 snaps in man coverage. So really well versed in both areas there. 172 of those total snaps were in press coverage, but you saw a lot more off coverage. More on that here in just a moment. He also played 196 in the slot compared to to 357 out wide so that's a what two and a half to one ratio there give or take also played 10 snaps in the center field 20 in the box and seven down on the line of scrimmage think blitzing and this is a guy that you know like the small dog with the big bark i'm not saying he's small i mean for for nfl standards he is at 180 pounds but he has a lot of bark man he plays that way more on that in a moment as well you look back at last season with the injuries that piled up at the cornerback position, and I don't understand Twitter anymore. I think I've, <laughs> am I out of touch? I don't know, but I just don't get complaining about everything your team does. But it certainly seemed like the Dolphins went into this offseason damned to let what happened last year at the cornerback position and on defense and the 28th ranked passing defense happen again. Allow me to rephrase that whole thing. They are equipped to endure some level of attrition with the addition of Cameron Smithen. Smith, I just had to go for three rhymes there. But last year, the Dolphins ranked 6th in total offense and 18th in defense. But that's because the run defense is really good, right? And we know about the front. But they finished 27th in passing defense. You know they've got Chubb, a full offseason here, back healthy again from the injury. Emmanuel Ogbaugh back. Jalen Phillips is, in my opinion, set to just set the league on fire this year. Malik Reed joins Andrew Van Ginkle's back. Wilkins, Sealer, Davis inside, along with David Long coming over to bolster the linebacker position. So now you go out and you get Jalen Ramsey. You go out and you get Cam Smith. You add Deshaun Elliott. You bring back Nick Needham in the secondary. Maybe you thought, and eh, maybe he might not be back this year. He is. He's good depth. He's a good player when he gets out there. Remember how many games we had last year where you had to go to your seventh or your eighth cornerback of the season. And those guys battled. Like, credit to Justin Bethel, for instance. I thought he played really well in his limited snaps at cornerback, and it's a testament to how he stayed ready. And frankly, I think it helped earn him a contract this year with the Miami Dolphins in the offseason. And it adds your special team's depth, and you know he can play in a pinch if you have to. But he's also a guy that when you brought him in, had less than 100 career snaps on defense. He surpassed that last year alone in his whole career. Always been a special teams guy, right? But now you've got Ramsey, X, and those guys are not, you know, they're not super young players anymore. So it's not like, and this goes back to the idea of like drafting for right now and in the future. You can do both. I think Smith will play a lot this year, but you do also have to prepare for the future, right? A little bit. X, Ramsey, Cater, Smith, Needham, Trill. 
Looks pretty good, man. You get it. You've got a ton of guys that can play in a division that has Josh Allen and now Aaron Rodgers. In a division that has Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. In a division that has Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, and Corey Davis. In a conference that has Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert and C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson and on and on and on and on. You got to have some depth at cornerback, man. You cannot have three injuries basically turn you into a defense that time and time again last year, with the game on the line, allowed lengthy drives that put the game away. You can get the football back in those instances. You can put the ball back into a tongue of Iloa's hands. You can put the ball back in the hands of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle rather than watching Justin Herbert go 12 plays, 91 yards, rather than watching Josh Allen go 15 plays, 90 yards, whatever the hell that one was. It happened time and time again last year. Did we forget all that? I'm done ranting. Let's go ahead and talk about the fit in Vic Fangio's defense. We'll do that next here on the Drive Time Podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield, brought to you by AutoNation. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Back here on the first edition of the Drive Time Podcast from night number two. Keep it tuned right here. We're going to have another podcast for you guys covering the 84th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft as well as his press conference and the end of night Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel press conference. But first, fired up some South Carolina game tape. And I went back to the 2021 season because I wanted to see the ball production where Cam Smith piled up nearly 17 plays in the football well, it was near 17. Why did I put nearly in there? It reminded me a lot of a player that I loved coming out back in 2018, and it was a different position, but the tape just screams crossover. Jesse Bates from Wake Forest got drafted by the Bengals and now plays for the Atlanta Falcons. You see him playing a lot of off coverage and reacting, showing off those instincts, showing off that quick trigger. I just love the way South Carolina deployed him on that tape last year, the last couple of years. He played with eyes in the quarterback, Sounds familiar, right? We heard Xavier Howard talk about that in his last press conference about how that can help him with his skill set. Jalen Ramsey as well. And the way he fires out of that stance and backpedal and goes from 0 to 60 flowing downhill faster than Daniel Ricardo did five years ago. And it's not just eyes in the quarterback. It's eyes on the route concept in front of him. There's a rep I'm sure you saw on the NFL Network broadcast where he flies up and cuts down a little flare route into the flat. And there you see him diagnose a crack back from the other receiver not catching the football. And that suggests a quick hitter, right? Otherwise, it's pass interference because you can't block on a throw downfield. It has to be behind the line of scrimmage. So to be able to process all of that in real time that quick and it pairs with track speed and quickness, that's intriguing as hell, man. That's the same thing as getting a player like a Raheem Mostert and the way he fits in this offense. Like, draft for the way you want to play the game. Draft for the way you can match up multiple teams and multiple opponents. The skill set as it is, I like it. But when you consider the fit in the defense, gosh, it makes a ton of sense. Assuming there's some more carryover from what Coach Fangio has called in the past, it just makes a ton of sense. I think there's tons of potential for a matchup piece here. And I look at Jalen Ramsey the same way. Like, remember when we had Jordan Rodriguez from The Athletic on, and she talked about dictating the terms on defense under what Brandon Staley ran with the Rams from that Vic Fangio tree and forcing teams to go after Ramsey with the way they used him? 
There's some of that in Smith's game, and the way the Gamecocks used him was similar, and it was similar to the way they used J.C. Horn before he graduated and was the eighth pick by the Panthers in the NFL draft a couple years back. Move him around, force the issue. Hey, if you want to target player X, you're going to have to go through our player Y. Similar concept there. And man, I look at this and think about how X is such a good fit to play the boundary. Stick X in the short side of the field, let him come up and press and and really disrupt guys on those quick hitters and the bigger body receivers. And then the versatility of Jalen, who can play anywhere the hell you want to, cover a tight end, cover a Travis Kelsey, go cover, you know, a Stephon Diggs. Paired with the upside of Cam Smith and what he offers there on top of Cater and Needham's flexibility. Man, you can go into any game with any style of offensive attack, any you know trio of receivers or the tight end combination with how their skill players play, and you can tailor your game plan for that specific opponent. You know what I think I like most about his tape and how they were able to play him in the way they did at SC? This is a confident dude. He plays with a certain swagger, almost a cockiness, like a brashness to his game in the sense that he's ready to match up with the best in the SEC and then let you know about it when he makes a play. He's in guy's ear all day long. It's it's You have to have that confidence. You have to have that short memory. We've seen players here lose that confidence in their career kind of you know take a turn for the worst. That's not going to happen to this guy. There's so much room for growth in his game as well. I thought he was actually, I don't want to say raw, but there's just a lot more technique that can be taught there. Even though he started all three years, I think the best is yet to come because I think the hands and feet are not always synced together, not always hardwired together. And that's the job of Sam Madison and Coach Vic Fangio to get that coached up. And I mean, how can you not think they would do that? My favorite trait, I think, in any player's game is the way they trust their eyes. That's why I love Tua's game so much, right? And this guy sees it and he goes. No hesitation, no surrender, no prisoners, thunder gun. We heard Daniel Jeremiah talking about Devon Witherspoon seeing it and going. Similar play style here with Smith. He comes equipped with really good length, and you see that in a lot of the matchups where bigger-bodied receivers, I don't know, like Alan Lazard, like Gabe Davis, like Dalton Kincaid, like Devontae Parker, like Mike Gesicki, all those guys from the AFC East, by the way. He can stay in phase and then go up and poke the football away with those 50-50 shots with that 6'1 height and 32 and 3 inch arms, good for a 76.5-inch wingspan. I love what this guy's about, man. Really good player. I talked about some of the hand and feet stuff and getting that synced together. That's more for press. I, I think just play him off coverage and let him see things flow and, and trigger downhill. He was flagged 10 times last year, but it reminds me of something OJ McDuffie said in our pre-draft radio show that happened on Friday about Joey Porter and how those physical corners are better suited for the pro game because college can get flag happy with illegal contact calls. That's part of the seasoning and coaching up process I think comes along here with a 22-year-old prospect. And to me, if he was drafted here, that means, again, Fangio and Madison like the skill set and who better to coach him up than those two guys. Welcome to Miami, Cam. Great name, by the way, too. Uh, boys of that name, they should do well in life. Next, let's go ahead and hear from New Dolphins cornerback Cam Smith on the Drive Time Podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield, brought to you by Auto Nation. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We're on the clock here. Um, listen, I said uh, you got a lot of people believing you, and we're excited you're here. So I said we're going to make you Miami Dolphin. All right, Cam. What's happening? Hey man, it's Mike McDaniel. 
You wearing your Gucci slides right now? Yeah, sir. Hey, congratulations, man. This is a big day for all of us. So, um, you, you earned it. So now it's time to get it. We think it will be. So, it's time, it's time to get started. There you hear the phone call between Mike McDaniel, Chris Greer, and New Dolphins cornerback Cam Smith. Next, why don't we go ahead and hear from the young man and his media availability on Friday night with the South Florida media. And we start here with Cam and what he knows about playing with Coach Fangio. How fired up are you, Cam? Um, very wise dude. Uh, dude that's going he's gonna get on you about every look and cranny about every everything. Uh, even just like one of my foot, uh, my steps on, on one of my plays, he was he keyed it out, and I really didn't even notice it until he said anything about it. So just kind of how he pays attention to detail with a lot of things. I kind of love uh, a coach that pays attention to detail, make sure that everything is smooth and crisp and ironed out. And we talked about the speed of this player and the competition and the cockiness and the brashness. Cockiness is the wrong word, the confidence. A lot of guys on the offense pretty confident in their resumes they put together here in Miami. How do you feel about going up against Tyreek and Jalen every single day in practice? I feel like getting, I think about getting better every day. I'm going against two of the, the most feared dudes in the league um, every day in practice. I ain't got no worries when I get on the field. That's how I feel. I always want to talk to these guys about their family life and their background, their upbringing. Here, Cam Smith talked about the role of his family playing in his life and getting here to this moment, the best day of his life, obviously. Really just kind of having that close-knit family, mom, dad, brother, sister, uncles, aunts, like everybody being in close-knit. We always coming for Sunday dinner and stuff like that. It was always big. So just having them there the whole time and then coming to see everybody like in a whole, everybody come together and like, even though if they didn't know me, it didn't know this person, but they starting to meet the whole support system. So just having a whole support system there was way bigger than anything for me. Just seeing everybody, everybody crying and everybody doing I wasn't even crying that much, but I had people crying a lot harder than me. So like, it just shows how much they care for me throughout this process. And and how is it being a dad? Are you enjoying being a dad? Definitely. Uh, it's a couple couple hiccups here and there, uh, always, but it's, 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 it's smooth. Let's go ahead and finish up here with New Dolphins Corner, the second round draft pick, number 51 overall, our first pick in 2023. He was asked about calling himself a perfectionist about technique and working on things and being comfortable in his backpedal. Here he is talking about how he prepares for some of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL and the confidence he has in his own game. A lot of the fast dudes uh, get a lot of people that kind of open up and run a lot. Uh, so they'll already be open up running, tilted up shoulders and stuff like that. So kind of just being comfortable with my pedal, knowing my speed, knowing what I can do. Uh, going to have me just more comfortable in those situations. Somebody pressing me hard up the field, trying to run a comeback. Uh, a 15-yard comeback or a 20-yard comeback, right? Somebody doing that, me being able to stand my pedal and transition, keep my same transition instead of just kind of opening the gate and, and letting them run and, and being scared. So just having having that kind of confidence in my backfield is going is going to help me. So there you go, a shorty but a goodie here. We're going to come right back with another podcast for you guys here on the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, breaking down pick number 84. We're also going to hear from Mike McDaniel, Chris Greer. Stay tuned for that on Friday night, Saturday morning, whenever the heck you get this. All of that coming ahead. In the meantime, it's going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank Podcast with Seth and Juice, the team YouTube channel for all the media availabilities and Dolphins today and much much more and last but not least miamidolphins.com until next time fins up caroline cameron daddy's got one more podcast to do before he's coming home